Hey guys, this is the Leadership to Wealth podcast, and I'm your host, Neil D'Souza. Today, I want to introduce to you, no, no, wait, instead, I think I'm just going to go on a rant. My producer and I went through a conversation, and we just talked about a number of things that are going on in here in Canada, how that impacts you and I, how that impacts our, our future, our kids, and what is really going on with this government, with the scandals. We get into a whole bunch of those things, and we want to share that with you on this week's episode of the Leadership to Wealth podcast. People don't want to talk about the, the fact that, um, first of all, Nazi was just a name that came from uh, the Nationalist Socialist, right? That That's what nazi actually is national socialists and um of course they want to call the nazi party fascist so that they can try to then switch over and call them right wing which is a it's just a political splitting hairs the reality is that they're they actually call themselves a nationalist socialist party and um mm-hmm. uh, wherein the state takes over right that's that's what what that is um and in truth, in both communism and uh, fascism, in both cases, the state is the one that wants to take over. Uh, but one is led by a dictator, one's led by the government, which either way, you're being ruled. In other words, same thing, basically. And, um, and so what we've got going on right now is, I think it was just, I don't even think it was incompetence in this in the sense that someone just forgot what they were doing. This guy was on the list of people that Zelensky brought in. It's interesting that no one wants to talk about that because did Zelensky not know that of this guy's background? Or did Zelensky know and no one wants to point to Zelensky bringing in a former Nazi? into parliament right so um because you don't want to say that because then that makes the whole ukraine war thing look really bad sending money to them look really bad you know trying to support them how many of them might be nazis is that a good idea to be sending money over there we don't want to talk about that and hey that's just the that's just the reality of of the situation so i think it wasn't incompetence nearly as much as Hey, this was part of his detail, part of his group. They brought him in, and uh, and so they they waved him in. You know, they just waved him in along with uh, Zelensky and everybody else. And so, I think the liberals got caught on that one, and they didn't they didn't do their checks. Somebody said, "Don't worry about it. Just bring them in," and that's what happened. And then the speaker of the house starts trying to take blame. You know, he basically says, "Oh, this was on me," yeah, and right, and uh, and then it was really interesting to watch as the liberal government really tried to just completely absolve themselves Sweet. of the whole thing. The speaker is not the one that's supposed to be doing the security checks, you know. So, so for them to then turn around and oh my goodness, then they started they started saying. You you can't pull you shouldn't politicize this. The opposition should not politicize this. Meanwhile, for how many years 
we've watched as the liberals have been calling the conservative Nazis. They've been calling. Um, they've been calling the uh, you know one side they want to they they want to call them all sorts of names. Then they're calling them Nazis. They're calling truckers Nazis. They're truck calling anyone that doesn't agree with their policy Nazis. And then who actually brings the Nazi into the parliament? Yeah, it's them, and they're they're trying to say, oh, don't politicize it. Uh, that yeah. that to me is a serious lack of leadership. And my issue is not the liberals. We've had liberal government for for a better part of Canadian history, but our current uh, leadership structure is terrible to say the least. And and they don't actually take leadership. Otherwise, they would stand up right now, say this was our responsibility, we missed, and we're gonna we're gonna take ownership for that, and we're gonna correct it. You can't you can't correct something unless you own the problem, unless you take responsibility, and they find ways to avoid that responsibility. So that's that's what I really think about you know, what happened there at at the house. Could someone have set them up? That's a really interesting question. And having worked for the government, uh, including national defense, and which I, I won't get into <laughs> what I did with them or any of those details, but, but I can tell you there's a greater likelihood that, you know, of incompetence, of just skipping it over than there is of someone setting it up. I mean, because if someone set it up, who are we? Who are we asking? My or who are we looking at that might have sensed it, set it up? Zelensky? Might he well, have that, done this? Yeah, it wouldn't right? make sense, right? Because it's part of his group. Yeah. So the greater likelihood is is incompetence there, and having seen it firsthand, where where there are people that. You shouldn't question. Oh, there's no need to question. Why would you question them? You know, in my former role when working with the government, why would you question these people? Now, I just bring an eye of you question everything, right? If that's mm -hmm. if that's your role, if that's your job, you just question it as a normal practice. And it is part of being a human. We we run into this where we get comfortable, where where we allow these things to slip through. And the reality is, is that, you know, we, we're always talking about business and, hey, how come uh, some people do better than others? And usually what you'll see in those situations is that the person that's willing to um, take, you know, have that eye for detail, be able to do it over and over again, even though, Oh, you've done it a thousand times, not overlooking the small stuff. And those end up being some of the best leaders. And as a result, their their people take on that mode. And so they don't skip over that small stuff. And as a result, you know, they, they don't run into those ooh, gotcha moments that yeah. we just watched happen, right? And um because yeah. when you go back, all of a sudden you start finding out, oh. It was here, and it was here, and it was here, and that's that permeates through an organization. When when you're starting at the top, and someone's overlooking things, there should be no surprise when you see a myriad of of mistakes along the way because 
that attitude has to start from the top. And so whether it's, whether it's allowing this former Nazi to come into the, the house, whether it's, whether it's um, their own, oh my goodness, their own MPs were being tagged and targeted by China. Mm-hmm. Literal, literal spies. <laughs> literal spies. And they have done nothing about it. Nothing. They've skipped over yeah. this. We know this happens over... We have known for a long time that there are spies from a whole lot of countries in Canada. We know that there are spies from Russia. We know that there are spies from China. We know that there are spies from India. We know that's most of the world has spies in, in all these different places. Yeah. Any, you know, and uh, there's no, uh, I, I don't think anyone's faked out by our people actually trying to come after Canada or are they trying to come through Canada to get at the States? And that's really the result of most of the spying is people are trying to get access to Canada so they can get access to state to the States because everyone wants to take down the States, influence uh, the United States. And so that's a big part of what happens here in Canada. And the reality is, as I, I, I love to say it, and the reality is, they're not doing anything about it. They they know that this stuff happens and they allow it to pass over. Now, sometimes that's counterintelligence, but we're watching a government that is literally asleep at the wheel. They're worried about other things. Now, the question you and I have to ask is, what are they actually concerned with that they're not paying attention to these details? You, you know, people wonder, is was this intentional? And and obviously, I don't think that this was intentional. I think it was more uh, incompetence, you know, nepotism, that sort of thing. Just pass everyone through. Now, here's what I really would like to point to. As we we look at this, as we look at, oh, they're calling them Nazis. I, I'd like to ask the question, why, after all this time, is our government even using the term Nazi? Why are they using this term to refer to their own people? Why are they, you know, out of 10,000 uh, protesters that came to the Capitol, one flag was found with a swastika that nobody even knows who that person is. And, and they're bringing out Nazi. They're, they, they keep throwing out this term. And you have to ask the question, why is this term being thrown in there? over and over again and just so happened that they messed up and now it's being said with their name but they've been saying that about so many other canadians and sometimes you have to you have to ask the question of where's that coming from why is that happening what what's the agenda because remember politicians are nothing if they're not uh choosy particular about the wording that they use and you know, you try to get a, an answer out of uh, out of the current party, and they will dance ten ways and get around to the dental care program. The dental care program. You know, we're getting money to Canadians, money to Canadians, money to Canadians. Over and over and over again, we continue to hear this, and but it's always the same kind of words. And so, this word is one of those ones that I, I'm I'm asking: Why do they keep bringing this one up? over again 
why would they accuse their own citizens of it over and over again? I think there's something else there that we need to speculate about and ask why they would even be bringing this term up over and over again, as if, as if we had that level of a threat here in Canada going on right now. Why would the Canadian government be using the word Nazi to tear down its own people, knowing full well it's not true? They know full well that this is not an actual threat to any Canadian society, but they're using it as one. So what would the reason be? What would the reason be that someone would use the term Nazi over and over again? You know, the most basic, uh, if you look at the possible options, you know, are they actually afraid that these people are Nazis? Not likely, because they would be arresting. Uh, are they, if they're thinking that they're at the level of, of World War II, right? If, if we're talking about that, then there, there should be RCMP knocking on people's doors, arresting them right now, charging them, you know, th this type of stuff. It, and so that's one extreme. The other one is they're just being casual, cavalier with their words. They're not really thinking about it, right? Oh, this word just comes up. Oh, because you, we disagree with you. So they're just throwing out the word. Again, highly unlikely based on the amount of times they've used it. What, what I would say is it's something in between and more than likely, if I was to put my money on it, it's, we know it as fear mongering. We would call it fear mongering. If you say it enough times and people start to believe it, how many times did we hear George W. Bush say weapons of mass destruction that the U.S. citizens heard over and over and over again? He, well, weapons of mass destruction, weapons of... There must be weapons of mass destruction. Never and, then they're, and then their forever war proves that, oh, none of that was true. There were no weapons yeah. of mass destruction. And so they say it enough times, you start to believe it, you start to see it, and, and then at that point, now you've vilified the anybody, not just their opposition. They are able to vilify anybody that they want including their own citizens my brothers and sisters my fellow citizens here in canada they're able to go after any of them and because they can use this term so freely going unchecked without anybody really challenging them on that and if anyone does challenge them on that then they just don't answer the question and they avoid it anything anything that they think uh, this is the way we should do it, and you don't think this way. They can throw the word Nazi out there, and suddenly, and, and now it's now it's not a debate. Now it's no. now now the now, now the question is no longer what we were actually talking about. Now I'm defending myself being a Nazi, right? Like, exactly. Now you have to defend when someone calls you a Nazi. Now you have to defend yourself on why you're not that. Again, we're not talking about a national socialist movement. We're talking about Nazis, as in um, Adolf Hitler and people that are killing Jews, you're defending yourself against that and not the ideologies of the National Socialist Party So, or that, that wing of, uh, of politics. So you're now defending that. You've got to go off and, and try to protect yourself. You're not talking about the issue anymore. Uh, but of course, what is the image that is left in people's minds? They're not thinking National Socialist Party. Right. 
They're thinking World War II, you know, concentration yeah. camps. That's what people are left with when you put a, a word like that. that. It is known in psychology, in marketing, that when you use certain words, you trigger thoughts and emotions. You know, you say wealth, you say, uh, you say money, you get different responses from people. Someone comes to me and starts talking about money. I get a little concerned, right? When, oh, you want to make money. People that want to make money, usually you, you got to watch yourself around them, right? Because they're going to, the next thing that's coming up is some get rich quick kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And uh, whereas people that have done it for a while understand that, you know, you have to set yourself up and, and build that. And so trigger words, that that's, that's what you're hearing. And they've, they've been, they've been using it through COVID Anyone who didn't take the vaccine, you were a Nazi. That was the biggest time they did it. They, they called, Trudeau literally called anybody that doesn't take the drugs, they want them to take these, these people are unacceptable in society. How long will we accept these people in society? That kind of thing, right? Like he's literally talking like they did, like a Hitler, right? Like how long will we accept these people in our country? Like <laughs> this is like a fascist talks. This is like a dictator talks, right? Like everyone knows, everyone has heard the saying that those who don't know their history are bound to repeat it. But how many people really know the tactics and techniques that Hitler used to get his own people to be a part of the atrocities, to be a part mm -hmm. of the concentration camps, to be a part of all of this. And we do not know th those lessons, which is why we allow what we what we're getting right now. We allow our current government to talk to us in this way, allow us to point out who our enemies are. And it's not another country. It's your brothers and sisters, your fellow citizens. He's making enemies of your neighbors. That's exactly what Hitler did. He yeah. made enemies of their neighbors. And once he was able to find a common foe, he was able to go after them. And he set up his own rule. Well, we're, we're watching that again. This is, this is actually one of my greatest fears because this guy does not talk like a liberal. He doesn't even talk like a socialist. He talks over on the far end, something more like a communist than he does a liberal. Yeah, I'd love a liberal to show up, quite frankly, and and yeah. I don't see one in our uh, in our current government. And that's it's the oldest trick used in the book by ruling powers, by empires, by kingdoms for thousands of years. That yeah, propaganda. They are the, they are the enemy of the people, but if they can if they can get people to turn against each other and focus on everybody's differences and make up fights between between people, we're too busy fighting with each other to actually know that they're the ones that created this fight in the first place and they're the enemy. We're actually watching a push towards globalism. That's what we're watching, uh, where we are watching a systematic deconstruction of nationalism, of our identity as a country. We're watching as they're taking that apart, as they're giving us other things on other parts of the planet to try to focus on. 
when someone's looking abroad, when you're when you're looking to another country, when that's where your focus is, you're not watching what's happening here at home. And so we're watching as as they you and I are watching as they want us focused on war in Ukraine, on China and uh, on India, on all of these on the Middle East, on what's happening over there. Meanwhile, they're taking apart our national identity here at home. How are we watching that? You just have to look at the num the amount of division that this government, the liberal government that's supposed to be the one for everybody, has created more division than I've seen ever yeah. in my time in this country. I've watched them yeah. go after one after another. Everything from you know the indigenous you know, there was all that stuff about the mass graves and they created a, a day for it. And then, of course, Trudeau didn't even show up for it. He didn't even show up for that day. And but there was all of that. Now they've now then they've come back. They've gone into those mass graves and they found out, oh, they weren't actually mass graves. Is there any media coverage on that? Nope. Not getting not getting pushed around. It's just gone into the abyss. The Black yeah. Lives Matter, you know, the the truckers convoy, the vaccines, the um, oh, my goodness. How many how many uh, things have they gone after? Right. Ukraine, war, all of these things, one after the other, after the other, just creating more and more division, trying to get you to identify as one group. Oh, uh, all the gender ideologies, all of this stuff. Each one of these things from a political standpoint, from a psychology standpoint, and anyone that, that's uh, done any study in psychology, feel free to come back and challenge this. One of the realities that, that they can do is go after people and separate them, get you to identify as something, whatever it is. And that which separates you now divides us as a country. That, that's what they're using. And now, once people are divided, then then you can take people down and they can't defend themselves. Our strength is in unity, is finding our commonality. You know, that's what, one of the things that made Canadians such a force in World War II was Canadians were crazy. Like, they were crazy. They were... I mean, you you had um, you had guys that would commit suicide if they weren't allowed to go to war. That that's mm -hmm. how that's how much they wanted to go and defend uh, people, and and they were they would go together and and in the war it was just they weren't thinking about anything else. Now we're dividing everybody. Oh, even the military, we're dividing them. Issues with the military that they're all getting swept under the rug. When people are together and find their commonality, then no government can can really stand in the way of the will of the people. Uh, but you have to, if you're going to take over people, you have to break their will first. You have to divide them, and uh, and then there's no one there's no one to stand up. Uh, with that on that thought process, there is a huge push. World Health Organization, uh, NATO, uh, World Economic Forum, all, all these organizations pushing towards globalism, push, pushing towards getting the, the 
boundaries out of countries and national identity and getting getting rid of all these things and one one world government right that this kind of thing so on that thought process if looking at trudeau and our government and what they've done over the last 10 years are are they are, are they doing these things because they think this is what's best for canadians or are they doing these things because they think this is what's best for someone else if you're thinking about what's best for canadians then you cannot think about globalism because the very nature of globalism is is to dismantle the national identity, remove Canadians from the map. Now we're just this one large conglomerate, and and that goes the same for every country. If you're going to dismantle that country, then whoever you are, you are not concerned about that. Now maybe you're concerned about the world and. Globalism, quite frankly, is a beautiful idea. I think it's a beautiful idea. In theory, it's a beautiful idea. You know, Star Trek, whatever you want to call it, everybody is taking care of each other, everyone's doing well. You know, you're taking care of the poor, and all of that is beautiful. We're, We're managing our resources together for the planet. We're managing our our global emissions we're doing all of these things beautiful it it really does sound beautiful the challenge is is that we're human beings and we know that behind that is an agenda there's we don't need to question whether there is it's what is the agenda and the reality is maybe i should rename the show the reality is uh the reality is that there's always going to be an agenda behind it. That's, that's who we are in our nature. And so the question is, what is that agenda? And there's always going to be someone that makes money out of that. There's somebody that is trying to push, or people or groups that are trying to push this because they stand to profit hugely. If that wasn't the case, what we would be talking about is, is this what we want? Do we want to come together? Getting all the leaders together, we wouldn't be sitting around trying to figure out how to uh, be in this war or any of these kind of things. Like it's the wrong, if you actually believe in globalism, then what you're trying for is peace. Peace and prosperity. Well, shouldn't uh, Russia be a part of that? Shouldn't China be a part of that? Or are we going to allow some globalism and some not? So, you know, unfortunately, there is an agenda. And the question is, what is it? And and for the people that are pushing it, do they actually care about the country that they're responsible for? How can they be? Because they're, now they're representing the world's pol- uh, population, not the country's population. And that's what we, if you listen to the speeches, Trudeau over and over and over again, isn't talking about what's best for Canadians. He's talking about what's best for the world at the cost of Canadians. But even when he talks about what's best for the world, those are words that he's using to get sympathy and people on his side it's not he's not actually doing what's best for the world he knows full well 
that he's not, it's, it's not a, it's, it's not like he's actually thinking, Hey, this is, he's not a humanitarian. He's not thinking there's 7 billion people and I'm in charge of 30 million. And I, and, and I have, I can do things to make 7 billion lives, people's lives better than 30 million. If that was his actual thought process, I'd be down for it. I'd be like, like, I, I don't mind that. He's fighting for the billionaires, not poor people. He's making sure that that the wealthier get wealthier and the poorer get poorer. And the, pow- the powerful get more power and the weaker get weaker. Like, those are the people he's fighting for, right? And yeah. you can see it. Canadian life in the last decade, that's all that's happened. The people that had power then have way more power now, which is the government. The, pe- the, the people that had all the money then have way more money now, which is the people that we owe debt to. So the powerful got more powerful, the richer got richer. And the whole time they're saying, we're helping the, ri- we're helping the poor, we're taking it from the rich. No, you're lying the whole time. If you're listening and you're offended by this, sorry, but only idiots believe it. After 10 years, if you still sit there and think these people have my best interests at heart, you seriously need to get an IQ test because it, it must be freakishly low. What allows me to have compassion for those people is that uh, this is, again, this is the, like our protection mechanism, right? Like this is a survival mechanism, what, what you're identifying. We do not have the ability to think about everything all the time. And so part of what the brain does is it segments. We, we try to focus ourselves into just a few areas. And those other areas, it's that herd mentality. We look at what the group is doing because as a group, everyone can sort of focus on the different areas. Unfortunately, what we're watching is when people assign themselves to a group, then they take on that group think. And when they take on that groupthink, it's obviously, it's often done subconsciously. You don't take on, I'm going to agree to this and that and this and that. You associate with these people and they're, by association, you take on all of these things. And so as a result, people are taking on these ideologies without even knowing what they are. They don't know, they don't even know them themselves and they take them on. And so I can't even, I can't even call people stupid for, for the things they think because it's a survival mechanism and you just continue to move in that direction, hoping that, Hey, all these people that you're associated with are all going in the right direction. Unfortunately, what we've watched throughout history is that when people follow the crowd, they, it usually leads them to slaughter. That's that's the reality. If you're talking about money, which we're always talking about on this show, if you're talking about money, you you understand very quickly that you cannot follow the crowd mm-hmm. because the crowd's going to get slaughtered. You can't do what everybody. Warren Buffett. When everybody is greedy, uh, you need to be um, afraid. When everybody's afraid, you need to be greedy. And there's that contrarian thinking. Now it's not true contrarian contrarian thinking but we need to employ some of that and it's uh, henry ford said thinking is the hardest work there is that's why so few people engage in it yeah and and so when you understand that you can actually apply a lot of compassion to people and hopefully you can win some people over 
get them to think, get them to think about their lives. Remember that one of the things in psychology that you that you learn is that very few people are actually present. Our minds oftentimes, are, our days are spent thinking about the past and all of the things that happened or thinking about the future, maybe the things that we want to have happen, the things we hope aren't going to happen, how, and how can we avoid them? We spend very little time here and now. By and large, we're living in an imaginary world. Yeah. What is the past is gone. The future hasn't happened. People aren't here right now. And so mm -hmm. as a result, they're just kind of moving through their life. Many people die, very few actually live. Our system is built not for integrity, but rather for re-election. Right. Our political structure is not built for integrity, built for re-election. If people were to make, if politicians were to make decisions based on integrity, they would have to make decisions not for a four-year timeline, not for an eight-year, at least a 10-year timeline. You've got to go at least a decade out making decisions. But instead, they have to make decisions. What can I promise? What can I do within four years so that I can get reelected? Otherwise, I'll never get reelected. It is rare to watch a prime minister do something that actually has longer longer term uh, ramifications they'll usually have one or two right in the background that if i get elected again then that'll keep moving along if you're lucky they're they're trying mm -hmm. to do that otherwise by and large it's just a question of what can i do that will set me up for the next election for the next election and they're always looking for when's the best time to call an, ele an election and and keep moving forward just that's that. how our system is built that's how our system is built so uh, until we start relooking at how that works until we start looking at the penalties for uh, negligence you know for nepotism for these things that were the things that we're seeing that once upon a time a member of parliament would have stepped down the moment something like that comes out now they just say, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to do that. And well, we don't even get that. Carry on. Yeah. Even, even as a Canadian citizen, that you're holding these people responsible. You're like, you are representing us on the world stage. You are the people that we voted for to make, to, to I, I don't want to say to make our lives easier because that's like not the point, but to, to, to represent us, right, as a whole. And so for that, there should be <clears throat> high expectations. And it shouldn't be when you do horrible things and get caught, all, you, all there is is an apology, right? Like, yeah. and, and, and we don't even get that. We don't even get, like, no. the whole no, world. We don't even get it literally, yeah. I mean, it's, like, literally, uh, the whole world is looking at Canada when these things happen, when our parliament stands up for these people or... Uh, the way that we, the Canadian citizens, were specially treated during COVID. Like, if you've traveled the world after COVID and you talk to other people about how their countries treated them, they will look at you and say, "Wow, I can't believe Canada did that." 
right? Like, yeah. like it, 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 it seemed that at the time it seemed normal to a lot of Canadians internationally. They were looking at us like, like, I feel sorry for those people. I can't believe their government's doing this to them. When these, when these things happen, we don't even get just an acknowledgement, right? Of like, yeah. Hey, we could have done this better. This might have been, or, or, or even during those COVID years, like, just something from Trudeau saying, hey, I understand, even if you don't disagree with me, you might be scared, right? Uh, even if you don't uh, want to do everything we want you to do, uh, like, I understand that this is, these are scary times. We've never dealt with this before. I don't hate you as people, but it's, instead he says, you're not acceptable as a Canadian citizen because you don't, because you're not doing what we want you to do. Uh, yeah. And these are the kind of people we're dealing with. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, 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 the system is, uh, is built wrong. Right. And it is Canadian society and law and government is not above uh, changing any of that. Right. Changing how our government works, changing how our parliament works. That is all doable. We don't have as rigid as a constitution as America. Right. Where when you try to change Congress or the House or the House or any any of this stuff, people will say, well, it's in the Constitution. Like. You can't change it because this is, and I agree with them. If that's the way America was designed, that's the way it should go, right? But mm-hmm. Canada was built yeah. off the British system, and that's been yeah. changed over and over. And so, so can ours. We clearly see what's wrong with it, and yeah. it can all be adapted, right? Like, <clears throat> so it's not a, it's it's not hopeless by any means. When I when I see this, what what it actually tells me, when I see all this stuff, it, what it actually tells me is now is the time to make money. It and the reason it tells me that is because now is the time to take care of your family to you, you know set yourself up and in these what some might call dark times are if you're if you're religious if you're spiritual if you um, believe in God these are the times when your faith will shine brighter you, you know when things mm-hmm. are dark if you're a businessman a woman. These are the times where you're going to, it's actually easier to make money right now than it, than it has been. Why? Because you can watch as the uh, large groups of people are moving in, dir- in certain directions. You know what they're going to do because they're all afraid. When you can watch mass psychology, you can make simple decisions that will, that you'll be able to profit from it. Right. We, we, watching the housing crisis going on right now and and the question is are you willing to do what's on the other side of that what's needed on the other side of it i'll give you a really funny a really funny example maybe not that funny the government of canada once upon a time had no ruling on um if you had kids in your vehicle right most people out there if when they had their kids they just held on to them you drove down the street and they're they're sitting in your arms, you know, and and you drove down the street. Then the government of Canada decided, hey, that's that's dangerous. We need to have something to protect those children. So what did they do? They brought in child seats, right? Carriers, all that kind of stuff. They said, hey, you are going to be required by law to have child seats now. When they announce that, what does that tell you that business is going to have to do? Manufacturers are going to have to do. They are going to have to produce thousands upon tens of thousands 
of car seats. Yeah. Right? Millions of car seats for people. And now, of course, they've they've created different layers. You know, oh, first you needed the one just for the babies. Now you need for the toddlers. Then you need it for Mm -hmm. and and all this legislation keeps going on, keeps pushing a market forward. You know what everybody's going to do? Did you take a part of? Did you take part in that wealth transfer? And so, what? And I think for those of us, for those that are listening, if you just start speculating, what is the direction that people are moving in? What's what are they spending money on? What are they not spending money on? Where are they pulling back? And start identifying. That all takes work, which is why so few people engage in it. Is it a great time to make money? Absolutely. Is it a great time to shine your beliefs, your faith, your care in humanity? Absolutely. And the reality is is that fear ends up making cowards of us all. 